Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. My name is Tamala Shaw. I am your host. And today we have Josie Warren with us. I'm so, so, so very grateful to have you on the show. We uh, were matched up with Podmatch. Mm -hmm. So Josie, welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. Tamala, thank you so much for, for inviting me and having me on. And I'm really excited to get to meet and share um, with all the codependent me listeners out there yes. today. You have just an exceptional story and I've, I've been so, you know, I've been so giddy to get to it, to, you know, waiting for today to happen too. Uh, so tell us a bit, a bit about yourself. Well, thanks. Well, I'm a mental health and chronic illness expert and I help people with chronic illnesses like chronic pain, uh, fibromyalgia, um, in, issues like depression, anxiety, also autoimmune conditions. Um, and I used to be a former therapist and now I'm a teacher, but part of that journey for me, um, has been being someone who used to have a lot of chronic illnesses and autoimmune disorders, um, struggled with addiction, struggled with an eating disorder for a, a large part of my life. And in the process of healing, it was also the process of having to look at my rampant codependency in my life with the things and the people and having to find myself and heal myself from the inside out. And that was actually the journey that led me to be able to heal from these physical and uh, mental health conditions as well. So codependency and my physical and mental health challenges that I used to have were all very much intertwined and um, very much look forward to talking about that with you all today and that there's a way out. Yes. Isn't that, it's amazing how we don't, and I love the way you say it, it was intertwined mm-hmm. on the inside. And once yes. you work on that inside, that's when the outside can take care of itself. Right. So mm-hmm. I know that you overcame some mental, mental health issues, like you said, autoimmune issues. So can you tell us, tell us about that? Yes. Um, I was someone who was always uh, a little bit the sick kid. Yeah, growing up, I always had the ear infections or the sinus infections, was always staying home with my mom, watching prices right when school was going on. And I like that, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, I like being able to hide away from school and this kids and the things I didn't feel competent in and, and being able to kind of hide with my illnesses. And so it goes with no surprise that as time went on and I kept not handling my life well, Um, I continued to get more conditions and more illnesses. Um, You know, I ran into a lot of uh, challenges when I was in high school and beyond. Started getting things like arthritis. Um, I Mm -hmm. developed alcoholism, eating disorder. And again, as I kept going through college and graduate school, suppressing all of my stress, not handling my life well, I developed more and more chronic health conditions and autoimmune disorders to the point that I had to leave my career um, in my late 20s, worked at the Betty Ford Center. I was an alcohol and drug uh, therapist. And my health got so bad that I 
knew that I had to stop what I was doing because what I was doing obviously wasn't working. And I was a therapist and couldn't figure myself out and really set on a quest to look for what was the missing piece that was causing me to both so be so um, physically ill, but also mentally and emotionally uh, not feeling good as well. And the good news is, is that the way out I found was the same. And I came here um, to a place in Denver where I was able to learn a new perspective on life and stress. Stress is something I talk about a lot too, but you guys can all learn about that um, on my website or in other places and dealing with that and looking at myself in a new way I was able to heal and develop healthy relationships with myself and others and allow my body to heal and self-repair as well. So how did you figure, okay, so you had these illnesses, how did you, like, what happened to get you to the point where you were like, okay, I've got to figure out how to get to the core. How do I get to the core of everything that's going on within me? Because you said alcoholism as well, mm -hmm. right? Everything that's going on with me, what made that trigger happen to say, I can do something about this? You know, I think before I answer that, Tamala, what I would like to talk about, I think it's important to give some context into kind of how how I ended up in that this place yes, with all of these, absolutely. because the the why and that kind of that, that moment of when I knew I had to change happened because mm -hmm. I had gotten to a really challenging and a really hard place um, yes. with my health and with my relationships. And, you know. For me mm -hmm. and my experiences and my relationships, like many, I realized that I had a really unhealthy relationship with my mom and with my family. For me, codependency means wanting others to do for me what I am unwilling to do for myself. Mm -hmm. Wanting others to do for me what I am unwilling to do for myself. And looking back, and I, in retrospect, now being healthy, mm -hmm. it's so clear to me that from a very young age, especially as I became a young adult and onward, I was so codependent on my mom and on mm -hmm. my family to give me a sense of security, of safety, of a place to hide, of a feeling like I was loved, feeling like I was okay. And I stayed in the web of my family. Um, thinking that they were looking out for my best interests, really thinking I love my mom dearly, but mm -hmm. you know I do, but really thinking that she had my best interests at heart. But when I look back and I can see all these conditions that I had, things mm -hmm. like my eating disorder um, or my alcoholism, what I realized is that we had a very unhealthy experience and relationship. Right. My dad was an alcoholic growing up and he, he passed away from his addictions. Mm -hmm. And I first learned about codependency from learning about the alcoholic family system, which many out there have heard. And I started to open my eyes that there are people that cannot have the problem that are just um, as uh, culpable in the experience as the people who have the addictions and have the problems. Right. And yeah. so for me, like let's just say for my eating disorder I was bulimic and my mom would buy me a lot of food she'd mm -hmm. buy me mass amounts of food knowing that I had this problem where I would would eat too much and throw up every day 
You know, I was an alcoholic and all through high school and my early 20s and even younger than that. And it was very obvious. I wasn't hiding it too well. You know, I thought I was, but I wasn't hiding it too well. And she just turned a blind eye. Mm. Um, I was burning out on buying lots of things uh, on the internet and over buying and overspending to try to fill me in. And she would let me use her credit card, (laughs) you know, and without ever saying anything. And I was just clearly burning out and cycling out and, and going down into a very dark place. And yet I thought that that was a, she, she cared. I thought that she loved me. I thought that the things that she was doing for me were supportive for me. And so it was a, it was a complete awakening for me to have to see that the very people who I still love were actually the very people that were also facilitating and helping me stay very, very stuck in my problems and my addictions. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the real problem was actually me. And the fact that I had all of these holes inside of me, like Swiss cheese, that I was trying to fill with the alcohol, with maybe the drugs or the food or the shopping or the unhealthy men. Mm-hmm. And then I had to fill that in or my mom or my brother or my sister. And I had to fill that in with myself. So it was a two part for me. For this audience of a i had to realize that these relationships were not healthy these were very unhealthy and i had to break free and two in order to break free i had to find myself and fill my holes in with me so that i could untangle myself from the web of all of these unhealthy relationships because as long as i had these holes in me it was, it, it was just a matter of time. It would be, Toxic. yeah, I get, I get away from my, my mom, I, you know, separate from my mom. Well, it's going to be some, it's going to be a new friend. And then mm-hmm. that it's going to be a coworker. It's going to be that yes. new relationship. It's going to be that new pair of shoes. It's going to be the new. Yes. So it's a constant cycle until I felt myself in with me. And Absolutely. that is what I had to realize is that I had the holes and I, it was my journey to find me to no longer be a codependent person. Right. Yes. And um, it looks, I know we we are definitely talking about you at this moment, but it seemed as though even your mom had some codependent characteristics, right? Which was probably passed on. And so you were dealing with the alcoholism, you know, the abuse within, like you said, all of these different areas within you that weren't being fulfilled, that you needed to figure out how do I become whole? And I love the way you use the Swiss cheese, because if we all look at ourselves as a piece of cheese and it's up to us to fill these holes, like, you know, nothing can fill that to make it whole, but you. So how did you get there? That's a great question. And I actually want to go back to a really good point that you just made because we we were talking about it running in the family and it was my mom codependent in other areas and, you know, was her mom codependent? Of course. And I know for myself, it's really, it's really easy for me to think, well, this is just the way that I am, or this is just how my family is because of the addictions and things that ran in my family, like many of us. What I want to clarify from my perspective is that actually what I've realized is that we are all codependent as a society. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that 100% agree. 
codependency is not a a narrow, you know, yes. uh, one yes. in ten kind of thing that our yes. society teaches us to be codependent. Yes, yes. We're, from a very young age, we are mm-hmm. taught that we need a man to make yes. me happy. I need friends to feel fulfilled. I need this, you know, money or this job to feel successful. I need this outfit to feel okay. I need this pet, you know, I need this. And so unfortunately, as a society, we're taught that there's something out here in the world that we need, that we are lacking that will make us fulfill Mm -hmm. us and that will make us feel happy and will make us feel content and will make us feel good. And that is something that everybody deals with. So I'd like to highlight that from my perspective, codependency is a human experience. Everyone has it and no one is acknowledging um, that it's a problem. That all of us, not even just the more, let's say, obvious examples. Yeah. And like you say, you know, it's, it's a, it's a taught behavior. Society, you know, like you said, it it gives you that, well, you can be fulfilled with this or fulfilled with that, you know, and then when that's what you you've grown up within within your household that's what you take along with you and until you really sit back and say okay figure out what it is know what the characteristics are and then do the work then you can teach the healthy you know and even though i still believe it's going to be some characteristics there for certain people or whatever um you're going to get better and then hopefully the next generation will get better as we continue to learn how to fulfill ourselves with ourselves. Yes. I love that because it is the, it's the ourself piece. Codependency is for me is letting me know if I'm codependent in my relationships, which again, we all are, that's all that is, is a sign that I have an unhealthy relationship with myself, me, with me. It starts with me. So if I leave my family, but I still have an unhealthy relationship with me and I have these holes, then I'm going to be codependent in the next relationship, in the next place. And so it's not the environment from my perspective, that's really the problem. It's, you know, it's, it's me. It starts here. And that's why, that's why the the name, that's why I use the name codependent me. Hmm. Healing codependency starts with me. It starts here. I have to look here before I look anywhere else. It has to be fulfilled. I have to be whole within myself. I have to be 100% into me and figuring me out before I worry about anything outside of there, you know? Yes. Oh, yes. It's, and I have to say, I mean, I know we've all heard that too. Like the only person that can fill us up is us. The only person that can make us happy is us. Like we all know that. And yet we can't help ourselves, but right. look for things and people and, and situations and material objects to yes. try to fill. And that is codependency. And, mm-hmm. and I, and what I'm passionate about is teaching people a different perspective that we don't have to get stuck in that human experience of having right. holes and being codependent and trying to fill them up and that ne- never working. There is a solution that we can permanently be full in ourselves. And the wonderful thing is it only involves us. Yes. So let's talk about that solution. So let's, let's get there. Tell us how you, how you got there, you know, and and the things that you teach as well. 
Yeah. So I think for me, most important to Mala and to all of that listeners out there, I had step one was I had to get out of my comfort zone. I, and if we're codependent, we are living in a comfort zone and a comfort zone is not a good thing. It's a place where I close in. I try to micromanage my life. I try to make everything the same. Um, it's a place of, uh, decay. It's a place of feeling bad about myself. It's a place of I'm feeling so scared of life in the world. And it's a place I hide. And I was living in a really tight little comfort zone like most of us Mm -hmm. when I was very codependent, not wanting to provide myself any kind of life, just kind of showing up and expecting life to make me happy Mm -hmm. and to make me feel good. And that doesn't happen. And so I had to stop being scared of life I had to stop hiding from life and I had to start putting myself back out in there, um, you know, into, into, you know, new relationships, into different Mm -hmm. jobs, into moving and switching things up. You don't have to do all those things, but I had to shake it up because I was so tightly held in this cocoon that I had built of a comfort zone. I couldn't change. And so when I decided it was time to go back out into life and get out of my comfort zone, I then realized step two for me was the key for dissolving and breaking my codependency was I had to start to build my own capacity and resilience in myself. Mm. Um, And resilience is the ability to be adaptive and to bounce back in times of stress. Mm. And we're all resilient as humans. We just, it's a muscle we haven't worked. And so my step after getting out of my comfort zone is I had to get back out into life to fall down, <laughs> to get myself back up, to grow and to learn, to see what I was made out of and to learn that I could. And in, in that process, I started to build my internal strength and my resilience. And that started to fill through that process. I started to fill in those holes and those Swiss cheese holes yes. with myself. The more I I went back out into life as me and just me, not me and this other person, not me with the help of my mom or the backing of my family, but just me to try life again to find me. And through that process, I was able to build my resilience, find myself and lovingly separate because I'm building my own life. I'm building me. And that third piece that was really important for me was also is reflecting, you know, getting out of my comfort zone, getting back out into life, living my own journey, falling down, getting back up so I can become strong and then reflecting on how I changed, reflecting on the strength that I'm building, seeing how I'm showing up differently in these relationships, seeing how my relationships with um, even material things like clothing or food or alcohol has changed yeah. because I'm no longer looking for these things to make me okay. I'm feeling okay and confident and solid in myself because I know I can and I and I'm doing life. That is beautiful. So one of the big things that I love that you said was allowing yourself to fall. It's almost like you're giving yourself permission to number one, not be perfect, to know that if I fall, I can get back up and I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to just 
crumble and not be anymore. You know, we are so afraid sometimes to make mistakes or to be seen a certain way by other people, you know, that you're not willing to just be transparent to yourself. To actually say, if I fall, it's okay. You know, and then when you get back up and then you make it like the reflection coming back, it's beautiful to see that reflection. You're so proud of it. You know, that's when you're, you're out there and that's when your story starts. You're like, okay, I'm going to tell this story of how, where I was and how I got there. And this is where, you know, those who are behind me, you know, that are going through where I was to let them know things are going to be okay. Like all of that is so beautiful. That's so, so good. And then to get out, get, get, get out of your head, get out of that comfort zone. So true. So true. And sometimes we don't realize that we're on this, this wheel, it's a hamster wheel. And that really is our comfort zone. It's like, jump out of there. It's a big world outside of there, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. It's what I, you know, from my perspective, when we're codependent, when we're in that comfort zone, we're not living life. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of life. That's why I'm codependent. I'm expecting other people, other things to give me a life, to give me experience, to keep me safe, to all of those things. And so when I go out into life to grow and to learn, that's where I start to create a life. That's mm -hmm. where I find out who I am, find out what I'm made of. I'm supposed to fall down. I'm supposed to Things aren't always supposed to work out. I'm supposed to be able to learn how to pick myself up and trust that I have what it takes. Mm. And so it's just, you know, it was a, it was a, I'm going to be honest. It was a little bit of a pill to swallow for me. Cause like many of us out there, I was adamant that I was, I was a strong woman, that I had a life that I, you know, I had good boundaries with people and all of that, all of that stuff, you know. I learned with my therapist and what I realized was like, no, 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 Josie, you're, you're totally scared of life. You don't want to do life. You want other people to make it, to do it for you, to give you the things you're not willing to give yourself. And you are in a massive comfort zone. So I had to first accept that, that that was true in order for me to see, okay, I need to change. I have to get out of this little bubble I've created for myself. I have to become strong in myself so that and have a good relationship with myself. Only then can I start to have healthy relationships with the things, people, family yes. in my life. It starts with me. Josie, I hope that the audience definitely hears you say, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You'll get there. You know, you'll build this new life that you absolutely love and it's going to be wonderful. That is good, good, good stuff. So I had a question and I want to make sure I find it. You spoke about there being an emotional and physical connection when it comes to like different things you may go through, whether it be the alcoholism or the, the eating disorder and all of that. I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. Like, what is that connection? So let's see how the best, from my experience and my perspective, again, it all starts with me and it all starts, like I just shared about my unhealthy relationship with myself. Okay. 
me not doing life, me running and hiding and being non-resilient in life, being scared of life, not dealing with my life, not dealing with the stressors, not dealing with the obvious uh, maybe issues that I have at hand, you know, suppressing the challenges right. of our life. And that's what I did. And people that I know who have chronic health conditions and mental health conditions, and also people who are just like all of us codependent, we're doing that because we're scared of life. We want right. something else to, to, to do it for us. And so for me and for people like me who get chronic health and physical health conditions, what happens when we suppress all of the the feelings and the worries and the fears that we have about Depression. life? Yes, yes. It manifests in our body. Yes. My body could not handle all of the years of me not wanting to live my own life. The years of me being codependent, mm -hmm. the years of me relying on other people and things to be the answer was me suppressing all of the challenges that I had inside of me and living very scared. And after a while, my body and I find all bodies reach a tipping point. Mm -hmm. um, and that tipping point happens and then our body starts living in the nervous system that it's not meant to live in. It goes into a state of disrepair and we get physical and mental health conditions because yes. we're in a dysregulation within our body because we're not getting out of our comfort zone. We're codependent in all of our relationships and we're not handling our life. We're not even dealing with our life and we're suppressing all of our stress. So for me, it starts with how I am dealing with life mm -hmm. and from an unhealthy way is yeah. then what That's the emotional side, right? The emotional. That's the emotional side. And it then that leads there. to the physical. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. To the, it, then it, and then it unfolds into the physical because my emotional issues, my codependency started way before my physical health started really breaking down. So okay. it starts with me and how I feel about myself. Got mm -hmm. to heal that relationship with myself. I have to find me learn how to do my life and get out of that comfort zone and feel good so that my body can heal and self-repair. I'm no longer feeling so stressed and out of control and I can heal myself and then all my relationships heal as well. Yes. So in your teachings, because of course you go through that and you're in a good place, then something happens. It's like PTSD. It triggers you again. And so you kind of go through that cycle again. You have to Remember, okay, I can't allow this stress to get me because it can lead to this. So in your teachings, do you um, do you talk about or train on how to pick up on those feelings in your body um, and what to do if things surface again, right? Yeah, that's a great question. Really, my perspective for everyone, and this is how I live, is I just have to get the step is we have to get out into life as ourself to try it a different way to find out who we are and what we're made of. And of course, we're going to fall down. We're going to fall back into our old patterns, mm -hmm. but that's to be expected from time to time. So instead of maybe in the past, I would have freaked out and said, oh no, I'm back where I was or nothing's changed. I just see it as part of the growing process and use it as data to learn how to do differently the next time. So right. for example, today, uh, this afternoon, I'm going to be going with my family. Um, uh, my mom, my brother, and my sister, we're going to take a little trip to 
another uh, town here in Colorado, spend the day together. Um, it's going to be for a joint birthday thing for my sister and I. And mm -hmm. so I know I'm going to be around my family. I'm going to be around my mom. This is a really good, uh, great life challenge for me to keep learning and growing that resilience. Mm -hmm. Where in the past, I just fell right into my family. I let them make all the choices for me. I uh, yes. have defaulted to them. I'm learning how to be my own person in my family. And yes. I know that today there's going to be some things I'm going to, I'm going to do really well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, yes, Josie, look how far you've grown with them. There's also going to be some things I'm going to do where I'm going to say, whoop, wow, you fell right back into the old pattern there. Oops. Yeah. And I'm going to have to pick up on that too. But the most important thing is, and I, this is what I teach, we do that and then we just look at it at the end and without judgment, without yes. beating ourselves up and say, okay, here's what I did well, here's what I can improve on. And knowing that I will become better and better and with my family and with these past mm -hmm. unhealthy codependent relationships, mm -hmm. as I keep putting myself in there to see how I can be my own person with the very people that I used to be completely enmeshed with. So I just say it's part of the territory to all listeners out there. We are supposed to mess up, to fall down, to go back to that person and to say, oops, old pattern. How can I do it differently next time? That's and how we grow strong. Okay. You okay. Know, don't beat yourself that up. That is, yes, yeah. we have to, you know, forgive ourselves or just be lighter with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I love that. It's like, it's when, you, when you've learned it, all you have to do is identify. And as you said, you see it next time I'll do better here. And congratulations, you did better here, you know? So I love that. I absolutely love that. So where can people get uh, in touch with you if they want to get these teachings from you? That's a great question. So I like to tell everyone first, I, my specialty is autoimmune and chronic illness, but as you've hopefully learned today from my story, we are all codependent and and also codependency is very much entwined in all chronic illnesses, autoimmune disorders, mental health conditions. That is my perspective, 100%. And so if you're listening to today and you're curious and have questions, I love to hear from people. So I'd love for you to reach out to me on my email, um, which is Josie, and that's J-O-S-I-E at thehashimotosfix.com, um, T-H-E. H-A-S-H-I-M-O-T-O-S dot com. And you can also find me at my website, um, com. And I'm a Hashimoto's expert because Hashimoto's is the most common autoimmune disorder for women. But please know the work I do. I teach works with codependency. Yeah. It works with overwhelm. It works with almost all chronic health conditions and mental mm -hmm. health conditions. And being someone who used to have all of these conditions and no longer has them, um, you can rest assured to know that I know what I teach and everybody I work with does get better. So you've, you've lived it. I've lived it. I'm on the other side and it's a constant working. Like I just shared today of like my family getting back out in there to continue to learn, to be my own person, to find myself, to feel good about me. So I don't need something. Yeah. Yes. I'm filling in the holes with me and we can all do that. It's mm -hmm. not a, it's a, it's actually a, a much easier process than trying to fill it in with things, people, experiences. 
That's right. And if you think about it, if you're this piece of cheese and you, if you, like filling it in with yourself, it makes it a whole piece of cheese, right? But if yeah. you fill it in with things, it doesn't, it doesn't match, you know, it doesn't match. It goes so right through the work. holes. Right. Yeah, it goes through the holes. You got to fill it in with you. I yeah. love that. Josie, this has been such a pleasure. You are so wonderful. So good. And I love the work that you're doing. And I want to thank, thank you. you in advance for putting that out into the world and helping people be better and fill in their holes, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Be a piece of cheddar cheese. You know, that's, not right. that's my, that's my <laughs> yes. philosophy here. Absolutely. So Josie, as all my guests, if you could tell the audience one thing, one last thing, what would it be? You know, I have one tip that I want to share with everyone because you might say, okay, great. What can I do today? As a listener out there, what can I do today to start filling in these holes, to start uh -huh. un untangling myself and finding myself again? So I want to share that with your listeners because it's a very practical tip, it's something I do every day, and it's something I call filling your cup. So imagine that we all have a cup that lives inside of us, and if we're codependent, that cup is on empty not giving us the capacity or even the strength to separate, to find mm -hmm. ourselves, to learn and grow in life. And so what we do to fill our cup is we have to get back to doing the things we love to do. Oh, yes. Part of separating from codependent experiences and relationships is we have to, we, the process is finding me, finding us. And I have found to do that, you must get back to doing the things you love to do. Some of these things that you used to do when you were a kid, but you gave up because of your relationships or because of school or kids or marriage um, or challenges. A um, couple things I do. One is organizing, <laughs> uh, cooking. Um, I have people, they get back to dancing or jewelry making, um, hot baths. I mean, they don't have to be hard. Um, you know, maybe playing with clay or, um, you know, gardening. Whatever it is that you love to do that you stop doing, that is a key component of you finding yourself, knowing who you are and breaking free from codependency. So that is what I want. Last thing I want to share with your listeners today to all out there, start getting back to doing the things you love to do. Fill that cup inside of you. You are worth it. Yes, they are absolutely worth it. I love that you say that because when I'm not feeling myself, I turn on my uh, my Alexa sky high and I dance. I dance around the room. I mean, arms full of, you know, flailing, flailing and just going, you know, just, yes. just dancing around the room because number one, you're you're loosening up. You're not um, you're being free. Right. You're freeing yeah. your yourself and all the like you said, those things that's on the inside. Right. Yeah. So that's wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much for that. You're welcome. That yep. Because good we good don't stuff. have we don't have a full cup. We're gonna try to get other things and people to fill our cup, right? And again, right. that's where codependency comes from. So fill our own cup and we I like that from others. Yes. Fill your your cup. Cause nobody can fill it like you and it won't be full. So that's good stuff. Josie. You are fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for I want to tell the audience, you're welcome, more than welcome. I'd like to remind the audience that 
you matter and your story matters. Mm. And until next time, I thank you because I know you can listen to any podcast that you'd like, but you chose this one and I'm grateful. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye everyone. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.